local leaders, top stories, the news that matters most to you. The News Drive at 5 with host Patrick Reynolds starts now. Welcome to the News Drive at 5 for this Tuesday, February the 6th, 2024. I am Patrick Reynolds taking you home today. Almost to hump day. You just got through listening Know the Scene with Justin Dion. He is the director, executive director, excuse me, of Kane Center for the Arts, the brand new facility. Well, it's a year old now, not so much new anymore, but still a beautiful facility on East Catawba Avenue in Cornelius, North Carolina. Every Tuesday, 4 p.m., check out Know the Scene, and you'll hear all of things that reply to the Kane Center for the Arts in the Lake Norman Entertainment community. We got a busy day coming up for you here on the News Drive at 5. Your top five at five headlines that we are tracking tonight on the News Drive. Mooresville Fire Rescue saw some action yesterday. The Iredell Statesville Board of Education considers closing nine schools to out-of-district students. The latest verdict is in for Josh's Farmer's Market, or the next step in their process, rather. Homeowners insurance could be on the rise, and the latest from the Statesville Town Council. We'll get to all those during the News Drive at 5. And our in-studio guest alongside is the District Attorney for Alexander and Iredell Counties and up for re-election, Sarah Kirkman is in the house. How are you today, Sarah? Doing well, thank you. Appreciate you being here today. We're going to talk about all things District Attorney in your upcoming election. Is that okay with you? Okay. Sarah is excited and thrilled to be back on the radio. She told us right before the show started, this is one of her favorite (laughs) things to do. We will also have our ticket giveaway for the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. But first up, we've got our first caller on the line. I believe it is Yolanda with iCats. Hello, Yolanda. Hi, Patrick. How are you today? We're doing great up here in Statesville. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm downtown Charlotte. You already know that. Yeah. <laughs> How's things looking on the roadways for everybody? Oh, everything is looking good. We have some build up um ninety um I keep saying wanna say ninety five, but I'm not from I'm not in Philly anymore. <laughs> Seventy seven. Yeah. <laughs> Seventy seven northbound. We have some build up over the um Lake Bridges. Um and uh, congestion over there by the Huntersville um, Cornelius exit 20, 25 and 23 and then south, uh, northbound we have some build up over there by um, 45 inner and outer okay. other than that everything is everything is moving okay so no incidents to report looks like our usual congestion here on I-77 yes Usual congestion. Well, we appreciate the update, Yolanda. Thank you so much, and safe travels to you this afternoon. Thank you so much, Patrick. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Be safe out there, guys. Thank you. Yolanda from ICATS checking in with us. I-77 northbound coming out of Uptown. Starting to back up a little bit, as well as our usual spots of exit 25 and exit 23 and the 485 inner and outer loops. All getting a little bit of congestion. 844-STUDIO-4 brings you right into the hotline here. 844-788-3464 is the line that will also win you a four-pack of tickets to the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show February 23rd, 4th, and 5th. 
a little bit later. After the 545 break, we will clear the phone lines, open them up for you to win a four-pack of tickets to the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. We are going to get to our headlines here a little bit, but I want to turn the attention back to our in-studio guest. Sarah Kirkman is with us, running for re-election for District Attorney Alexander and Iredell Counties. How That's is right. the campaign going so far? Going well so far. Um, as you may know, I've been the district attorney since uh, 2009. Um, so just um, continuing to do the job of standing up for the victims and keeping the community safe. And that's what, what we do at the district attorney's office. Now, actually, I didn't know that you were in office that long. So you're mm -hmm. running for re-election. Yes. Let's go back a little bit. Uh, when you first became district attorney, what would have inspired you to say, this is an office I want to run for? So I was an assistant district attorney starting in 1997. Um, and I worked as an assistant district attorney until 2008. And that's when I ran for district attorney, because at that time, our district split. We had been a four-county district. Um, Iredell, Alexander, Davie, and Davidson had been all one district, and we split, and Iredell and Alexander became its own district, and I ran for district attorney at that time. Mm -hmm. Why did they split? I'm assuming the conclusion would just be population, because right. so many people moving right. here. Yeah. Do you get uh, questions about that? I guess, does that affect your job as we talk to so many people that are up for office? The growth of transplants like myself over the last 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. So many people love the Charlotte area, love Lake Norman. There's so many people moving to this area. And I ask the politicians, whoever's running for office, how do you manage the growth? They have different answers. Does that affect the DA's job and what you do is the growth of this area? I mean, I think it does because anytime you have more people, you have more crime. Yeah, so so we have more cases. Um, and even just something as minor as traffic, we have traffic court once a week. And, and that, you know, the more people there are, the more people there are in traffic court. So <laughs> it, it does affect how many people are in court and how many people we deal with on the court docket. So driver's ed may be a thing for the future, <laughs> just to keep people out of court? <laughs> right, right. So even back up even further, okay. what, what steered you? Was it a, a, towards this career, okay. towards this goal in the DA's office? Something in school? Something when you were younger? Right, what was because, the spark? And I have dedicated my career to being a prosecutor. I, so I grew up in Statesville. I went to Statesville Senior High, mm -hmm. as we called it, Senior High back senior then. Senior High, mm -hmm. yeah, back in the day. Yes, and then I went to Carolina, and I actually went to journalism school, I, when I graduated from Carolina, I worked at two newspapers. I worked at the Shelby Star and the Winston-Salem Journal. And then I decided I wanted to go back to law school. And so when I was in law school, I went to Campbell University and I did a couple of internships. I did one at the Public Defender's Office in Fayetteville. And then I did one at the District Attorney's Office in Wake County in Raleigh. And that just was the thing that I really loved was being in the prosecutor's office. And so from that point, I applied at district attorney's offices. I got hired here in this office, and I've never left. <laughs> now, the DA, the district attorney's job, to me, I'm a layman. I kind of know what it is. I was joking with the guys before the show started, before you got here, that this is a role in all these crime movies, the DA. You know, we throw around this term a lot, and it seems like it's a lawyer on behalf of the county, the city, or the town. What does the district attorney do? Do I have it right for you, my Hollywood experience? You sort of have it right. Okay. It's a it's a lawyer on behalf of the state okay. um, in North Carolina. And so 
Um, we prosecute criminals in the criminal courts, and we're, we also have the juvenile court, which when I say juvenile court, I mean um, criminals who are under the age of 18. Okay. We prosecute cases in those courts. It's also our job to advise law enforcement officers within our district, um, so that's a big part of our job as well. Uh, what's the difference between a district court and superior court? So district court is for your more minor charges, um, misdemeanor cases, could even be traffic cases. Um, you have driving while impaired cases in there, misdemeanor assault cases, misdemeanor larceny, and that's a trial in front of a judge. When you get to superior court, those are your more serious crimes, um, arson, robbery, murder, those kind of cases, and that's in front of a jury generally. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be asking a lot of questions of you that you might feel are very elementary, but for the layman like me, I may need an explanation on what the district attorney does. But I'm happy to talk with you. Sarah Kirkman is in studio with us. She's up for re-election. We'll talk to her a little bit further. The News Drive at 5 rolls on. I am Patrick Reynolds. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5. Patrick Reynolds taking you home on this Tuesday, February the 6th, 2024. 5.18 p.m. on the east coast of this here United States of America. And we are about 30 minutes away from the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show ticket giveaway. If you're watching our video feed, you can see the tickets right there on our social media. Uh, it takes place February 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. Craig Conover of Bravo's hit series Southern Charm will be appearing at the show February 23rd and 24th. That's Friday and Saturday of the weekend. So, Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. Call in in about 30 minutes. we got a four-pack of winning tickets for you. Getting back to a few headlines of the day. Mooresville Fire Rescue personnel responded to a fire at Two Finger Two Fingers Automotive on Monday. Engines 3 and 4, as well as Rescue 1, responded and began fighting the fire, which was extinguished by about 3 o'clock on Monday afternoon. Mooresville police officers shut down South Broad Street between West Wilson Avenue and West Mills Avenue. The Mooresville Fire Marshal's Office is investigating the cause of the fire. One individual sustained a minor cut to their hand and declined treatment at the scene. In Iredell County, Iredell Statesville School's Board of Education is considering a staff recommend, recommendation to close nine schools to out-of-district attendance for the 24-25 school year. During the Committee of the Whole meeting on Monday, staff proposed restricting attendance to Lake Norman, Lakeshore, Shepherd, Troutman, Central, and East Iredell Elementary Schools, as well as Lakeshore Middle School and Lake Norman and South Iredell High Schools. Only students who live in those school districts would be allowed to attend. More details forthcoming on this is this is just in the consideration and discussion phase. Right now, I'm going to turn my attention back to my left here in the studio, candidate for Alexander and Iredell County District Attorney Sarah Kirkman is alongside me. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We appreciate you spending a few a few minutes with us, more than a few, kind of corralled you in here. Uh, these, this headline that I just read about the possible, I guess, restricting of these schools to out-of-district students, was that an issue for you when you went to school in this area, when you were part of the public school system, uh, you know, out-of-district students wanting to come into to Iredell? 
So I'm really old. And no. <laughs> back when I went to school, the word we is seasoned. Had, okay, seasoned. Right. We had two different school systems. We had the Statesville City Schools and the Iredell County Schools. And so, a lot of times, people who lived in the county went to the city schools. And that was before they consolidated into the Iredell Statesville School System. Okay, I'm I'm from Mooresville, so I'm familiar of that with mm-hmm. like ISS versus Mooresville graded district mm-hmm. uh, folks that living within I guess city limits we call it is separate separate boundaries within the town so you had the same thing but I guess it still exists here in Statesville mm-hmm. yeah well, now everything is in one system now everything's the Iredell Statesville school system but um, it sounds like some of those schools maybe you're getting too big to allow yeah. people to to transfer out of their district. We cover stories quite a bit here on the News Drive at 5 and WSAC. A lot of them cover the growth of the community, and that goes right directly to schools, teachers and schools and the facilities like that. So definitely just part of the part of the world and infrastructure being so popular here in the Lake Norman area. Now, we've got a primary coming up on March the 5th. Right. Big, big day for you. That's right. Would you consider that? almost your election. That is, yes, that is that'll be my election. Yes. Okay. If I understand correctly, you have an opponent, yet there is no uh, opponent, I guess, from the other party. That's so right. So it's really the election for you is on the primary day. That's right. Okay. So I'm an Iredell County resident. Mm-hmm. I see your signs out on the roadway. It's like, hey, there's Sarah. It's like, nice to meet you. When I go to go into the voting booth, why should my audience or anybody that sees your sign, why should they vote for you? What do you have? Well, because I have the experience to do the job. I've, like I told you, I've been an assistant DA and then a district attorney starting back in 1997. Um, I've covered all the courts. I've done juvenile court, traffic court, district court, superior court. I always say I've tried every kind of case from a speeding ticket to a death penalty murder case. Um, And so, and even if I'm not the one who is always in the courtroom, part of my job is I have to supervise the attorneys who work for me. So it's important to have somebody who has that experience and that knowledge to be able to supervise those attorneys that work for me. Um, And I also have the mission. I have the mission to keep our community safe and to stand up for victims. I think it's really important to be part of the community. I've always been part of the community. I kind of learned that from my parents. My dad was Mm -hmm. a doctor here in Statesville, and I still to this day hear people talk about how much they uh, loved and respected him. My mom was real active in the church and in community organizations, and I just learned that that's something important that you need to do. I think it's important for my job to stay connected with the community as well. and to that, on that note, I'm a member of the Fourth Creek Rotary, been a member for 20-some years. Um, I'm on the Mooresville South Iredell Crime Stoppers Board. Um, I'm on the board of the Dove House Children's Advocacy Center, mm. um, and that's an organization that aids in the prosecution of people who have um, committed sexual assaults against children. Um, I've been a member of that uh, board since since the Dove House started, mm. and we, my office partners with with Dove House so that we can better prosecute those offenders and get justice for those family members. Um, But being a part of the community, I think, is really important. And it's also important to have strong relationships with law enforcement. Um, Those are our partners in keeping the community safe. I've always had good relationships with my law enforcement officers. um, And this 
at this particular time, I've been endorsed by the Fraternal Order of Police, and that means a lot to me because that says to me that law enforcement has confidence in me and that we have strong working relationships that we can work together to better, better protect our community. How many attorneys do you have working underneath you? Whole, Thirteen. Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, can I choose an attorney if I was in court? Could I choose the attorney or is that appointed? Um, no, the attorney doesn't actually represent a person. So the assistant district attorney represents the state mm. and then victims are witnesses on behalf of the state. So if you are a victim of a, a crime and you came into court, you don't have to hire your own attorney. That's what we're there for. We're there to represent the state and you're our victim. Um, Of course, you could hire an attorney if you wanted to, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to. Um, But that's whoever is assigned to court. I have um, assistant DAs who are assigned to district court, and I have assistant DAs who are assigned to superior court. Um, Within the ones who are assigned to superior court, I have two whose primary job is prosecuting those offenders who have committed sexual assaults against children. Um, They specialize in that because of how important um, we think it is to focus on those crimes and, and um, doing a good job with prosecuting those offenders. So can the district attorney's office ask, act as a prosecuting attorney or a defense attorney? No, no we are just prosecuting you're attorneys. You're always a prosecuting yes. attorney. Have you, have you ever come across a case, because I, I guess you're assigned, you don't get to pick cases That's are just true. dropped on your desk. Did you, did you ever come across a case that you did not in your heart believe in? But to your job, you had to do anyway? Well, that's part of the job of a prosecutor that a lot of people don't know is that we're not, our job is not just merely to convict people. So our job is to do justice. Mm. And that goes back to when you ask, why do I want to be a prosecutor? Well, that's why. Our job is to do justice. And part of that is if there is a case that we know is not supported by probable cause, it's our ethical obligation to not proceed with that case. Hmm. Okay, so you could you do have the power either way yes. to investigate yes. on that. Well, not to investigate, okay. but whether to prosecute or not. So the way it works is a crime's committed, law enforcement investigates it, it comes to our office with their investigation report, and then we review it and determine what to do with the case. Do you ever, as far as investigation goes, do you ever boomerang it back to the police department and, and say this needs more sure and that's where our our relationship is so important Mm -hmm. because they can call us anytime every law enforcement agency in my district has my cell phone number they have the cell phone numbers of my assistant da's they can call anytime and they can get advice from us but also when we get an investigation and we think hey you know this is good but i think you need to also go interview this person then we can reach out and communicate and make better cases that way now, that, does that fall, or could it fall, I guess, under the Iredell County Sheriff's Office with uh, Derek Campbell, or is that with Statesville Police? All of the above. All of so the above. I actually have seven agencies that we seven. advise and that we work okay. with. Yes, we have Troutman Police Department, mm. Statesville Police Department, Mooresville Police Department, Taylorsville Police Department, Iredell County Sheriff's Office, Alexander County Sheriff's Office, and then the State Highway Patrol. Every now and then, we have some other charges, maybe from um, wildlife or from the State Bureau of Investigation. We've even had some cases from the Secretary of State that were financial-type crimes, um, and we've even had FBI cases. How would an FBI case be assigned to you, the same as a sheriff's case would be? Well, the one I'm thinking about in particular was um, 
interesting. It started as a missing person. Mm. And so the FBI task force out of Charlotte got involved looking for the missing person. And then it turned out to be a murder. And so it became our case. But we had to coordinate and work with the uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation in order to prosecute that case. Do you ever get your boots dirty, so to speak, and go out in the field in that case? Or are you you run in the office and there's people out there that are doing the investigation on Well, site. law enforcement does the investigation, but anytime you have a serious case, it's helpful to go and see where the, where the offense happened, um, to see what's surrounding. If you're going to try it and you're going to present this picture to the jury, it's always important to have the knowledge of it so you can present a better picture to the jury. Mm. Fascinating stuff. Sarah Kirkman is my in-studio de- guest. She is running for re-election for Alexander and Iredell County's district attorney. March 5th is the primary. Don't go anywhere because she's not going anywhere either. We've got more with Sarah and your headlines. I'm Patrick Reynolds. The News Drive at 5 rolls on. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5 here on WSIC News Talk. On this Tuesday, February 6, 2024, 5.35 p.m. on the East Coast. A few more headlines tonight. In Mooresville, the Mooresville Town Board of Commissioners approved an amendment to the town's Unified Development Ordinance to allow for a limited number of permanent and temporary open-air agricultural markets in town limits. Now, under the amended ordinance, Josh's Farmer's Market will be allowed to set up permanently in a single location in the corridor mixed-use and community commercial districts. So I guess we got to look up from the town exactly what that means, but it looks like good news for Josh as he goes forward with a long battle on where to set up business. And a little bit from Raleigh coming in, a topic we've talked to both Jeff McNeely and Melissa Nieder on, North Carolina Insurance Commissioner Mike Causey has rejected insurance company's average 42.2% proposed increase in homeowners' insurance rate. Commissioner Causey said, quote, I haven't seen the evidence to justify such a drastic rate increase on North Carolina consumers, end quote. Another story that we will continue to follow here on the News Drive at 5. Heading back to my in-studio guests, we're chatting with candidate for Alexander and Iredell County's District Attorney Office. Sarah Kirkman is with us. Thank you so much for allowing us a few minutes of your time this evening. Much appreciated. Thank you. Well, we were chatting in between the break here, and if you listen to the first part of the show, I've commented to to Sarah how much I know about the District Attorney's Office from my exposure to Hollywood, which is, as I'm seeing, is kind of like a pathetic, sad case in my own <laughs> mind here, of that I should know more about what you do and what this position is in, in real life. And I got to ask you, how accurate are Hollywood portrayals of the district attorney's office? Well, I think probably the big thing that's different is we don't try a murder trial in an hour. Um, yeah. So that doesn't happen. And also one of the big things, and it started with CSI, is getting people to understand that everything does not get scientifically analyzed in real life. Mm-hmm. And also when things are scientifically analyzed, it could be months before we right. get them back from, from the lab for the analysis. So. It doesn't all take place within an hour, and we've got results, and we're, you know, going to trial, and 
yeah. prosecuting people. So. They, they seem to have these magic gizmos right. that produce DNA and evidence to either right. find someone guilty or not guilty really fast, and we're done in an hour. And uh, I'm glad to know it's not that's just Hollywood. I guess that's just how you do to keep your audience right. captive, so to speak. So we've got a, a primary coming up March the 5th for you. Are you hearing anything from the people that you represent uh, about their concerns with the district attorney's office? Or any voters or folks in the community that are, have anything heavy on their minds for you? Well, I think one of the big things is criminal activity among our young people. Mm -hmm. um, and to that end, we have had a lot of meetings in Statesville to try to bring together uh, different disciplines and different agencies to see how we can better address those problems. Um, some of them being, you know, not just addressing the crime, like when it gets to law enforcement, when it gets to my office, but before that, is there a way we can head that off and, and try to, you know, keep these juveniles from going down this wrong path? But that's been a big concern, um, I think, in, in recent years is the crime in, among young people. Mm -hmm. You talked uh, the, the two ways that are tried, I guess you try one and not the other, is portrayed in Hollywood some ways, federal court versus grand jury. What's the difference between the two of those? So grand jury is when we present a case to people, to the grand jury, to say, is there enough for the case to go to trial? Did it probably happen? Did this person probably do it? It's not a like your jury trial where somebody's determined guilt or innocence. It's mm -hmm. just these people who are deciding, should this case move on to superior court? Well, in state court, my office doesn't participate in grand jury other than setting up a schedule and sending the cases through. Um, just the officer goes in and testifies before the grand jury. When in federal court and on TV, always the prosecutor is in, with the grand jury asking questions, going through it that way. But that's not how it works in state court. <laughs> so do you watch district attorney shows, crime shows, police shows? I yeah. do. Yeah. What do you watch? All right. So my two favorites, everybody in Let my office knows this, are <laughs> Chicago PD and NCIS LA. Okay. <laughs> what, why so? What's what's the appeal? I think we're going to get into you a little bit here. I, I have no idea why I started watching Chicago PD, but then you get interested in the characters, and so mm -hmm. I like that one. And then the NCIS LA, I like it because it's just a good old-fashioned bad guys and cops and they usually get their man, and everybody goes home safe at the end, and it's just more action instead of um, morbid, crazy things happening. <laughs> like there's several versions of NCIS out there. Mm. LA's the, other, the best one. LA's the best. The other <laughs> ones just don't appeal to you. I wonder if it's just palm trees and nice weather out there. Also, I don't know. also good. Okay. Yes. <laughs> However, Chicago can't afford to offer you the same thing. <laughs> That's right. A lot of winter up in Chicago. That's right. What's the appeal of Chicago PD? As I really to don't. That? I think it's the characters. Just okay. getting, you know, interested in the characters and what goes on with them. Well, there's uh, crime, murder, things like that portrayed on television. I shared with you and Joe during the break because I have a trouble watching a CSI episode. I have a weak stomach and they're doing autopsies and, and people on, uh, you know, the coroner's office and things like that. Does not appeal to me. What exposure do you have in the district attorney's office to that? aspect of, of criminal activity. So really the exposure we have is anytime there's a crime of that nature, we, we do have photos that we um, have to review and have to look at. And when we end up trying a case, uh, we do have to present those photos in court. 
And we always, when we're picking a jury, if we're trying a murder case or a serious assault, we always say now, as part of our evidence, we're going to have to present photographs that show, you know, the nature of these wounds or whatever we're, mm-hmm. we're trying to show. And we want to make sure that is there anything about that that would keep you from thinking you could be fair and impartial in this case? Um, and if a juror says, there's just no way I could look at that, and if I can't look at that part of the evidence, I can't be fair, then that juror wouldn't be appropriate for the case, and that juror would be excused. So that's really our exposure is looking at photos of um, crime scenes, of injuries, things of that nature. Okay, so we've got crime scene photos. How about accident scene photos? Is those part of your job as well? Well, they are because any time that we have... Um, traffic wrecks that involve drunk driving or reckless operation of a vehicle a lot of times those can be criminal charges as well not just a Mm -hmm. not just a wreck and not just insurance companies involved a lot of times those can be crimes and if injuries result from those wrecks then there are obviously photographs of what happened in those situations as well have you ever seen photos or film or anything like that that makes you want to not get involved in a case? You really can't, I guess. That's not your choice. Right. But is there one that you, gosh, you know, I really want to pass this off to somebody else type of thing? <laughs> right. I mean, we all probably think that at some point, but we can't because it's our duty to, to present that and okay. to, to prosecute the case. We talked about attorneys earlier. Your role, an attorney's role, mm-hmm. what have you, if you are appointed the attorney, for someone that comes through court. Are there any costs to your office getting involved? So my office, we're all paid by the state, but if a a defendant is appointed an attorney to represent him or her off of the court appointed list, then the state also pays for that. Um, We are actually getting a public defender's office in Iredale Iredale and Alexander County coming soon. Um, and the state will pay salaries of assistant public defenders, much like the state pays for assistant district attorneys. Hmm. So budget really isn't, I guess, to the person on trial or the, you know, there isn't a money issue for them. Right. It's state money and taxes right. that pay for it. Right. Okay. So uh, primary coming up March the 5th, coming up on our next break here very shortly. Any last words you want to say to a potential voter out here that may be inter- being introduced to you for the first time? I just want to say that I'm the person that has the experience to do the job. I have the track record of doing the job. Um, I have good relationships with my law enforcement partners, and uh, with their support, I'll be able to keep on with the mission of keeping our community safe and standing up for victims. Sarah Kirkman, candidate for district attorney, Iredell County and Alexander County. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5. Patrick Reynolds taking you home here at 5.48 p.m. on the Eastern Seaboard. Ticket giveaway coming up in moments. We want to extend our thanks to Sarah Kirkman for joining us for the first three quarters of the show. She had to step out of the studio. Busy lady heading to her next meeting, but we appreciate her time with us. A candidate for re-election for the Alexander and Iredell County's District Attorney's Office, Sarah Kirkman. Thank you so much for spending some time with us here at WSIC News Talk. Right now, it is time for the nightly ticket giveaway here at the News Drive at 5. We've got a four-pack of winning tickets to the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show, February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. 
at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. Craig Conover of Bravo's hit series Southern Charm will be on hand. He'll be appearing Friday, February 23rd and Saturday, February the 24th. So right now, four-pack of winning ticket is going to one lucky caller. 844-STUDIO-4 or 844-788-3464. That's 844-788-3464. Four-pack of winning tickets to the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. Back to our headlines tonight in Statesville. Well, tropical storm that moved through here in November of 2020 in the city of Statesville's South Yadkin River Pump Station was flooded and rendered inoperable. City staff is moving forward with efforts to repair the station and is asking the Federal Emergency Management Authority for $1.4 million in funds to cover the estimated costs. A total of $3 million has been earmarked in the city's 2024 capital budget for the project. In other news from Statesville, the council approved a request to demolish the structures located at 124, 128, and 150 East Front Street. These properties have buildings which the city plans to demolish in order to expand Statesville Police Department headquarters and build a parking deck. A private developer is also planning to construct an apartment building. The city of Statesville has entered into a master development agreement with David E. Looper and Company Incorporated on a multi-phase construction project, which includes the renovation and expansion of parking headquarters, the construction of a parking deck with 300-plus parking spaces at the corner of East Front Street and Trad Street, and the construction of a 126-unit apartment building on property currently owned by the city along East Sharp Street. The Design Review Committee unanimously recommended approving the demolition request at its regularly scheduled meeting. In other business, the Council issued three proclamations in recognition of National Black History Month, Future Business Leaders of America Week, and celebrating Statesville's community spirit, honoring Purple Heart Homes and Military Makeover. The Council also approved the amended City Council 2024 meeting calendar, the council's planning retreat will move from January 25th to February 15th and 16th at the Hilton Garden Inn. In addition, the April 1st and April 5th council meetings will move to April 8th. The council also added multiple streets in the Larkin subdivision to the city's street management system to allow the city to construct a connection from Canada Drive to Megby Trail. A total of over 5,000 feet will be added to Margot Lane, Canada Drive, Chipshot Court, Divot Lane, and Jana Drive. Estimated cost to construct the connection from Canada Drive to Megby Trail is $110,000. Also with the council, they approved a work authorization number for parish and partners for engineering and design of a new water main to service airport tenants in the amount of over a half a million dollars. The new water main along Buffalo Shoals and Old Airport Roads will improve water service and fire flow capacity at the Statesville Regional Airport Terminal and other development areas. The cost is completely covered by a state grant. Also approved was a second reading of an ordinance to annex property located at 315 Museum Road. 
The property being considered for annexation has been submitted by uh, CDH Drivers Custom Homes and Commercial Contracting on behalf of Kenneth and Denise Morrison. The parcel considered for annexation is approximately 2.05 acres. The property is currently vacant. However, the applicant intends to subdivide the parcel into two conforming parcels and construct a single-family dwelling on each parcel. Also approved was a resolution directing the city clerk to investigate a petition of annexation for and settling the date of February 19, 2024 for a public hearing on the petition for annexation. The petition has been submitted for a piece of property at 134 Cumberland Road. In Iredell County, Iredell County's countrywide, country, countywide property reappraisal was affected January 1st, 2023. In the year following a countywide reappraisal, the North Carolina Department of Revenue requires the tax assessor to randomly select 1% of improved properties to field audit reviews. The Iredell County appraisal staff will be visiting these randomly selected properties in the coming months. They will verify exterior dimensions and property attributes. While the appraisers may have questions about the interior of the property, they do not need to enter the property. County officials appreciate the public's cooperation for these state-mandated fields audit reviews. If you have any questions, contact the county assessor's office. At their meeting last night in Cornelius, the town board unanimously appointed Richard Kamakaris to serve as the 2024 Architectural Review Board Chair. He has served on the board since 2015. His term expires on January of 2026. Also named to the board were Mary Phelan and Alan Goodwin. Phelan has a commercial interior design background and currently serves on the town's Historic Preservation Committee. Goodwin is a certified practicing urban planner with experience in architectural design review with the city of Charlotte. The terms for Phelan and Goodwin will run from February 2024 through January of 2027. The board is an advisory board which meets monthly to review proposed plans for various projects in Cornelius. The seven members are appointed by the town board and serve staggered terms. All members must be residents or property owners in Cornelius, with at least one residing from the area east of I-77. We are coming up on the top of the hour, and as always, here what follows the news drive at 5 is the scoreboard with Joe Berg. He brings you up to date, gives you all the sports headlines of the day. In addition to that, he is the grateful audio producer for the News Drive at 5. So he's been here the entire time. Joe, how are you tonight, bud? I'm a little tired. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. <laughs> it's been a long day. It has been a long day. That's fine. Share with our audience what you have done today because I found it fascinating. Well, if you don't uh, know, we have early programming in the morning, some of them are religious-based programs. And mm-hmm. this morning we had Pastor Randy Mitchell do his broadcast, Salt and Light, live in studio at 6 a.m. So I was here to run the board and produce that. Not everybody knows that we've had some, we have some very good programming prior to Good Morning yes. LKN. Yes, Good Morning LKN. Yes, yes. Good Morning LKN, 7 a.m. 
So you were you were here. At, I was here. I was here at five 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 thirty five thirty some, okay. somewhere around. So there. you were live on the air at six a.m. with Salt and Light. <laughs> yes. You had what I say a two hour break from seven to nine. <laughs> what, is break the right call word? It, call it about an hour of downtime. Downtime, we'll call it. Yeah, we'll call it downtime. Okay, we'll call it downtime. Hour of downtime. Then where did your day go? Well, then I had to fill in to host the home ad show this morning. So you were the new Pat Shannon, Brian Summers person I, I guess, on Home Ad. I guess that's what you could call me. I, I was doing that this morning also. How did Home Ad go for you? It went good. You yeah, know? I, I heard part of it. I thought you did really well. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying my best. It's a lot of moving parts, that show. Pat got to know a lot of the community very well through that <laughs> show. He He's an icon to this, this part of the world. Yeah. Uh, great guy. Our, you've only been on there two days. Two this days, right. yes. So in the infancy stages of your host for Home Ad, have yeah. you, uh, you made any connections with the community? Uh, well, I asked what a front loader is on a trailer and uh, basically got told it, it sounds like I'm not from here, which you know, you're know, not. Is, is true, but I don't think I connected all that well. Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate your honesty in asking, personally. That's pretty good. I, okay. I was curious. I was trying to educate myself. Okay. Yeah. So then uh, the re the listeners will know in the coming weeks, you yeah. and I recorded some things. Recorded a few things. things today. So I kept you busy myself. Then we had a real break. Then you had a real break. Before okay, we did, came back here. Did you get a nap or some lunch or anything? I did get a lunch. Okay. I did get my lunch in, which was, and I got to, you know, lay on a couch for a little bit. Very good. Know, so that. That was definitely good. Well, I had an old crew chief in my racing days that said, there's 24 hours in a day. If you were worked in this shop 12 hours, you only worked half a day. <laughs> he was serious about racing. Well, I'm glad we're not doing that. Yes. What's just coming, radio. <laughs> what's coming up for us on the scoreboard tonight? What well, do you got? We got some uh, local high school basketball games coming up. Yep. We had a massive upset in NCAA basketball. A lot mm -hmm. of basketball news around this time. Trade deadline for the NBA is only a couple of days away, and we're getting close to the Super Bowl. I might start Super Bowl discussions. It, it's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. The game's not till Sunday. How much can we really cover on the Super Bowl? Evidently a lot, because every media agency is there dissecting Not this one. <laughs> <laughs> News Drive at 5, every day at 5. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night, everybody.